Welcome and thank you for listening to Disciples by Design. I'm Aaron. I'll be your host today. <sighs> we're going to be talking about some of the similar themes, but uh, we're going to be going into um, John 20 and um, a few other verses and just going into detail about more on discipleship and where God's uh, where God's calling Christians up to. And so, yeah. If you're interested, we're going to go ahead and dive into a prayer and then we'll get started. Lord Jesus, we come to you today, God. We ask that you give us your word, God, that you speak to us, God. Lord Jesus, we ask that you show us your authority, God, who you've made us to be. Lord Jesus, the authority that you've given us in our life, God, the freedom that you've given us through your salvation, God. Your promises, your blessings, God, the fruit of your spirit, your armor, God. I pray that, that you begin to work on the, the hearts and the minds of the people listening today, God. That you show them who they are in you, God, the authority that they can have in their life, God. Who you've called them to be. Not that they have to have some grand calling, God, but you've called some of us to do Genitorial work or, or to work at a retail shop or a gas station or, or wherever, God, and just be there to love on people the way that you have loved on us. So, Lord God, I pray that you just show us who we are in you, God. As we seek after your heart, Lord Jesus, that you lead us and guide us in the way that we need to go. That you show us the depths of your heart, the depths of your being, God. Give us a fire and a passion for you, Lord Jesus. One that we cannot deny, cannot let go of God, but seek after wholeheartedly with everything inside of us. I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. I thank you for supplying all of our needs. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and dive right into John 20. I'm starting from uh, verse 21. This is the Amplified. I always use the Amplified when I'm doing podcasts. Um, if I use something different, I will let you know. I use the Amplified because it goes into depth on what uh, what the words are saying, especially considering, you know, um, it's written in Old English for the most part right now. So um, the Amplified just gives more of a rounded understanding of what's going on and what's being said in uh, proper English. And so I really like it. Uh, it's my study Bible. It's what I really use the majority of the time. And so, uh, so yeah, anyways, John 20, verse 21, and we're reading down through uh, verse 29. Then Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you as my representatives. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive sins of anyone that are forgiven because of their faith, if you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained and remain unforgiven because of their unbelief. But Thomas, one of the twelve disciples who was called uh, Didymus, the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples kept telling him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails and put my finger into the nail prints and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, 
his disciples were again inside the house, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, though the doors had been barred, and stood among them and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but stop doubting and believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, do you now believe? Blessed, which is being happy, spiritually secure, favored by God, are they who did not see me and yet believed in me. I think that's really good. You know, um, I I believe that God's been really having me talk about some of the harder stuff. Um at least for me, it's hard to talk about because I'm a, I'm really a type of person that I want to encourage other people, and uh, you know that that's that's the majority of what I try to do. You know, when I talk to other people, I really want to build them up. I want them to know that they're cared for, that they're loved, and you know, even in my regular dealings at work, you know, um, I want people to know that I see them as a friend, and you know. It's not just me putting on an act. That's who I am. You know, I uh, I don't care who you are, or what kind of walk of life you live, or whether we have the same political views or the same um, Christian views or, or whatever. Um, we could be on total two totally different walks of life, and I may not agree with anything you do, but it doesn't mean that I want the worst for you. It means that I want what's best for you. I want you to be successful. If you've been dealing with things in your life that cause you trouble and heartache, then, you know, I don't want you to go through that. And, you know, I, I believe that Jesus wants more for us than, than what we know. I believe a lot of people just don't get into the word like they need to, aren't reading who Jesus has called us to be. And then how can you walk a life and live other people on another level if you don't know who God has made you to be and the authority and the freedom that you have at your call? It says that we can call in the name of the Lord and he will answer the righteous. That means if you're living for God with all your heart, even if you don't necessarily know what you're doing, when you call out to him, he will answer. You know, sometimes I feel like we, we take it for granted. You know, we're like, oh, God will forgive us. God will forgive us. But when it really comes down to it, we've really been called up to another level. Not for us and not because we're better than other people, but for other people. You know, there's been there's been a lot of times in my life where I've I've dealt with things that uh that I either didn't want anybody to know about or um, or I was too ashamed to talk about. And I, it took me a long time to realize that there's people out there that care. You know, they might be far and few between, but there are people that care. And it was my goal, you know, when I realized that, to become one of those people for others. And the biggest reason is that's because that's what Jesus is. That's who he is. He literally gave up his life so that anyone that did believe could have a better one. Anyone that did believe could be free. Anyone that did believe could be saved. 
And so, you know, um, the, over this last couple of weeks, I've actually talked to a lot of pastors and um, been talking with ministry leaders, and I've had the chance to really think about, you know, as as disciples by design, as uh, you know, a minister to be, I've had the chance to really think about, you know, what is disciples by design for? For for me, you know, I'm just talking from my standpoint here. Um, for me. It's, it's mainly about encouraging Christians. And not that we don't want, you know, non-believers to not be encouraged either. That's not what I'm saying. But it's, you know, God's called us up. And it's so important that we know where we come from. It's so important we know the authority that we have. The freedom that Jesus gave to us. Because if we're not walking in that, how can we love other people and show them that they can be free, that they can be set apart, that they can be transformed, that their mind can re be renewed, that they can have the things that they want to have, that they can have a good job that, and be blessed? How can we show other people we're different if we don't know who we're called to be? If we don't know the power and authority that Christ has given to us? I read this comment on social media the other day that really, really, I don't, I don't even know why it hurt me, but it hurt me to the core. It was like, it was like somebody attacked me and they weren't even attacking me. It was about somebody else that claims to be a Christian. And, uh, they were like, you know, they're like, man, Christian love, it was something like this, man, Christian love hurts so bad sometime. And then somebody else had commented, yeah, there's no, no hatred like Christian love. And it was like, that just, uh, the fact that there's people out there that call themselves Christians and then don't walk as a Christian, don't walk as a follower of Christ. And they give up those of us that really do try our best to to be an example and and you know to walk as Christ has walked. It's hard, and we're you know when we say we're Christians, we're held to a higher standard because of that. And you know, man, I'm not perfect. I uh, I actually chewed out a friend for uh, not not being there when I needed him to be, and had to go back and and apologize and that was a really awkward apology you know none of us are are perfect and that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that you know we need to be holding ourselves to a higher standard so if you mess up go own it because you know you're human just like they are but the thing is is that once you accept that you know you're a follower of christ you're going to be held to some higher standard and it may not be fair that's okay. We just need to show that, you know, even though we're, we're not perfect, we uh, will do our best to be. So I wanted to read some things I wrote actually in my disciple chat. And uh, yeah, give me a second here. I'm sorry. So I was sharing with the group the other day um, a few things and... Uh, 
One of them is from Matthew 18, uh, verse 3 through 5, and said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless you repent, that is, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, live changed lives, and become like children, trusting humbly and forgiving, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives and welcomes one child like this in my name receives me. So I like this because uh, it uh, it really made me think about, you know, how God expects us to be. He, he expects us to. Okay, so when you think of a kid, what's the first thing you think of? I always think of how they believe you when you tell them stuff. And it's a lot of people are like, oh, that's so naive. Why would you believe something that somebody just told you? Jesus expects us to believe what he says. And there's so many times where we struggle with, uh, with that trust. We struggle with that forgiveness. We struggle with being humble. You know... We think, how can we just accept it like that? There's, you know, that's either got to be a a diagram or, or you know, like a, it, it's just something to make you feel good. No, man, it's it's not it's not that at all. He speaks the truth. When when it comes to who we are, we really can lay our hands on the sick, and they will recover. We really can speak in other tongues. And you know what? I've heard a lot of debate about that recently. I want to tell something to you guys. Um, I've done many missions trips in my life. And, you know, uh, especially when I was in youth with a mission. And there was somebody on our team that got off in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And we didn't know... Uh, we didn't have our interpreter with us, but he got off and he spoke in tongues to a couple. And um, he came back really puzzled because he had no idea how to speak their language. But he's like, yeah, I just felt like I was supposed to speak in tongues. And we're like, oh, interesting. And he's like, the weird thing is I understood what they were saying. You know, God's going to use that, whether it's a spiritual utterance or, or you know, whether it's another language or whatever, God's going to use that gifting. And there's no point in arguing and getting mad because somebody has a different opinion than you. Like, it's it's just, just let them be. If they're following what God's telling them to be and you have no notice of that, or even if they're totally wrong and they think they're right, it's better to just love on them and you know be the example that you believe God has called you to be and if they're wrong they'll see it eventually but uh there's you know there's verses that talk about pointing something out in your brother's heart or his life when you have a giant plank in your own eye so don't worry about other people if they're wrong God will bring them around you just need to keep living the way that he's called you to live be faithful where you're at and be humble you know, dude, I work in a vape shop all day. You know, the type of people that I have come in, you know, there's some there's some pretty normal people and people that I really care about that come in and uh, I have the chance to to witness to or, or be kind to. And, you know, that uh, that means a lot to me. And then there's there's some really weird people that come in. And I'm not going to lie. 
And there's some weird people that come in that have really awesome, interesting personalities. People are just going to be people. And the, the one thing you got to remember is you can't control people. It's not your job to. It's your job to love on them the way that Christ would. And that's hard. It is. It's hard. Because people never do what you expect them to do or sometimes want to do. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, the other day, these were my devotions. Um, and I was thinking, you know, have you ever thought what child, what a child believes? They take you at your word. Now we need to be like that with the word of God. I realized in my own life so many times I search for deeper meaning. But many times it's just taking what God is showing us right now. Being humble and being faithful and remaining there. Many things. Many times things we... Uh, we expect and want and getting out of shape because of it is wrong. You know, so we need to walk with a humble and dependent heart with our Lord Jesus, taking him at his word, letting him be the source of our strength. Um, I was reading Colossians 4, verse 5 and 6. Conduct yourself with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. And honestly, you know, um, I've had a little bit of a Oh, like questions in my heart and my mind about things. You know, when it comes to the word of God, I read so much and there's some things that I reread and I'm like, oh man, I don't remember reading that. When you need to know what you need to know, since you've been reading and seeking out his heart and his word, he will bring that up in your spirit and show you, you know, he will show you, hey, that this is that verse. This is what you need right now. And it's kind of like you're equipping and arming yourself with the Word of God. You know, we are to conduct ourselves in the walk of love, which means being the ever-present example. I've noticed quite a lot recently about uh, being attacked in different and uh, being attacked differently in my life by people. Something I've begun to realize is if we fight back to defend people, it does nothing but show us, but show the world in us, basically. Instead of Jesus in us, it shows the world in us. But if we ask them the same things we think of, how would I feel? What would it be like to go through that? When, when, have, uh, when have all... Sorry, I'm partially reading off something I wrote, and I realized that my spelling was terrible this night. So uh, when... Uh, when they have gone through the same thing or uh, would they want to be attacked? And by asking them questions, you're, you're engaging with their thought process when it comes to their life and how they would want to be treated if they were in that situation. And if you look at Jesus' life, that's how he dealt with people. He, uh, he didn't go out of his way to like punish that person by really telling them off. No, dude, he was just like, If you were out without sin, then throw the first stone. 
Meaning, if you were in this situation and going through this, would you still want to be stoned to death if you got caught instead of somebody else? You know, I had a, we had actually, this is a little off topic, but I'm going to bring it up because I think it's a good example. Um, my wife had stuck up, um, my wife had stuck up this post to, uh, to basically ask for help. Uh, we have a St. Bernard that was born without back hip joints. And so, uh, it's made it very hard. We can't even, there's like to even have surgery on her. It's going to be like anywhere from five to 10,000 on each joint. And so, um, her back joints are the ones that are the worst, her knees and her hips. So we prayed over her a lot. Um, she put that up in the post and, uh, she seemed a lot better. She doesn't seem to be in pain as much. She still seems to go through, um, some pain every once in a while, but, um, you know, she's not whining and stuff the way that she was. And a lot of people have said, well, she's probably in pain, but just dealing with it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know about that, man. I do believe in the healing power of God. And even though she's a dog, I still believe in that. When those people got really mad and irritated and like, oh, that dog doesn't look happy in the pictures and stuff like, well, duh. <laughs> well, we put up pictures, you know, of how she is and because she needs help. And, you know, people just like randomly started attacking us like, oh, I can't believe you would do that. And oh, like you should take better care of your dog. Like it's not something we did. She was born that way. So like there's nothing that can be done except to pray for her and, you know, look for answers for her. And, you know, when I was going to respond, I was really angry. I was like, man, I can't believe they would just attack us for, uh, for asking for help. And so I put up there, um, you know, if it was you and you were in this situation and you reached out for help, would you want to be attacked for it? If, uh, if somebody came to you desperately seeking help, would you turn them away because you don't agree with how they handled it? If it was you in this situation and, and you went to people to seek guidance, would you want to be turned away? And when I asked those types of questions, you know, on the one hand, I, I was defending my wife, but on the other hand, I was reminding them of their humanity. I was reminding them that they're in the same boat. That, you know, just because they're not dealing with this situation per se, they have things in their life that they deal with that they don't know how to get past. And by reminding people of who we are, not, not just as Christians, but as humans, that is, a, that is a powerful thing because it puts us in the same boat. And by putting us in the same boat, it, uh, it shows people that we're not trying to be better than they are. It shows people that we do care about their feelings. We do care about each other trying to get above the other person because they got in front of you during traffic or they didn't agree with what you posted on Facebook or, you know, they don't agree with your lifestyle is just in the end, it's ridiculous. It's kind of like 
<laughs> it's kind of like with uh oh god i know i'm gonna receive backlash from this it's kind of like with race to be honest I don't understand why people get so offended if somebody's a different color or from a different background. That doesn't matter to me at all. You know, in my family, I have a lot of family that's uh, diverse. You know, uh, my aunt, one of my aunts on my mom's side married into a Filipino family. And one of my aunts on my dad's side married into a black family. And so, you know, if I was racist, I would not like a lot of my family and, uh, I always think it's kind of funny when people are like, you're racist. I'm like, no, I don't really care about that, man. People are people. And it's cool that, you know, it's cool that not everybody comes from a different or from the same background. It's cool that we have differences. You know, when I go over my aunt, aunt and uncle's house on my mom's side, I really, I enjoy my uncle's culture. I enjoy the food. I enjoy, uh, some of the desserts that they have, they have some really, really interesting things that, that they like to do. And it's just cool to, to be a part of that, you know? And so like when, when things come up, like it's just, it's better to remember that we're all, we're all falling short, man. Like we've all fallen short. Loving, loving on others is like, for me, at least it's the top priority. You know, it's important to me that people know that uh, that there are people there that are looking out for their best, looking out for the best interest for them, not there to take advantage of them, but to just be a friend, be an example. So in your walk this week, guys, I challenge you to talk to at least one new person. This is the initiative by Disciples by Design. We're challenging everyone each week to talk to one person that you have never talked to about Jesus before to show them who Jesus is in your life. And you don't necessarily even have to give them like, will you become a Christian? Just share who you are and what God is doing in your life, man, and how you're better for it. Just be an example. Just be a light. Give people hope. If they can see that You've struggled through things. You know, I'm always real with you guys. And the reason I'm always real, the reason I am so real, like if you don't believe that I'm real, listen to last week's podcast. It doesn't get more real than that. I uh, I always do my best to be real. And the reason is, is not to show that I'm weak or, or that, you know, I struggle with a bunch of things or nothing like that. It's to show that I'm human too. I mess up too. I'm not perfect. And in that, I believe there's something to learn that uh, even though we all struggle with things and even though we've all fallen short, you know, we can still be an example and a light to the people in the world. And there's people out there that are looking for that hope, that they're seeking for that hope like their life depends on it. But most people don't know where to turn. And there's a lot of people out there that hate us. A downright hate and despise Christians. And I think really where it comes from is they don't know who real Christians are because there's so many people out there with the title of Christian, but not the lifestyle. And that's where we come in. We're the lifestyle. So that concludes our, uh, our podcast for today, guys. We're going to drop a prayer here and then uh, 
we'll head out for the week. Lord Jesus, we thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. I pray that you help people apply this message to their lives, God. I pray that you help them and show them, Lord, who they are, God, that they have authority to walk in this world, that they have dominion over the situations and problems in their lives, God. Lord Jesus, I pray your fire upon their hearts, God. I pray your wisdom, your knowledge, and your authority over their lives, God. I pray that you begin to show them who they are in you, God, to allow them to walk the lifestyle that you have called us to walk, God, to be the example, the light in this world, God, to give hope, God, to show people the truth of who you are, God, the truth of who you have called us to be, Lord Jesus. I pray that you begin to push them, God, push them in the way that they need to go, God, to show them the level that they need to step up to, God, that we are to be set apart for a reason, God, set apart for your glory, God, for your love, God, your design. Lord Jesus, I pray that you show them, show those people out there, God, that, that are walking in the Christian name and Christian mindset, God, that we have all fallen short, all fallen short of the glory of God. Lord God, I pray that you begin to show us how to walk in your humble humbleness, God, that you begin to show us how to walk in your power, God. Show us how to walk in your fruits of the Spirit, God, that we're not walking in our own strength, but in yours, God, by your design, Lord Jesus. I pray and thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in our lives, God, for everything that you are giving to us, the words of knowledge, God, the prophecy, God, the things that you have called us into, Lord Jesus, our calling, the authority that we have, Lord Jesus. I pray that you begin to show them, God, that they are free, God, that they do not have to claim sickness and illness as their own, God, or problems and situations as their own, God, debt as their own, God, childlessness as their own, God, but they can claim who you have called them to be, that they they are free, that they are successful, God, that they do have dominion, Lord God, that they do have authority in this world, God, that they can walk confidently, God, that they can be successful in everything they do, that whatever their minds, uh, whatever their mind, they set their minds to God, that it will prosper, God, that they can live in good health. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. I thank you for supplying all of our needs. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening to Disciples by Design. I really hope this helped you. Um, again, if you guys ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to me on Facebook at Disciples by Design, and uh, I will do my best to get back with you. Um, I'm always here to encourage, lift people up. If you need somebody to li just listen, reach out to me. Uh, Anyways, have a wonderful day, guys, and we will see you next week.